My name is Jeremy Devins. This is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with a weekly horoscope from Monday, April 26th through Monday, May 3rd. This week we have three significant transits, including the full moon in Libra in Swati Nakshatra. We have Pluto turning retrograde in Capricorn. And we have Mercury moving into Taurus on Saturday, May 1st. As always, if you want to understand how these transits affect you personally, you want to know your birth chart. You can get that for free at quietmindastrology.com, where you can also schedule a reading where we'll go through everything in your birth chart that you want to focus on and go through all of the transits, how they're affecting you and your personal dasha periods, the planetary periods that you're going through that are very specific to your personal life path and finding your unique life gifts. That's at quietmindastrology.com, where you can also join the Vedic Astrology membership. And I'll be having the May horoscope up there shortly with exclusive sign-by-sign readings. So going into this week, as I talked about last week, again, I gave an overview of everything that's been going on. We have Saturn and Pluto are together in Capricorn. That's not happened in a very long time. So we are living through revolutionary times. And that transit continues all this week and all throughout this year. Jupiter has moved into Aquarius at the beginning of this month. And that stays, of course, all throughout this month and this week. And then we have Rahu and Ketu are in Taurus and Scorpio, respectively. And I've done previous episodes on that. And that's a big transit that we're going through, especially go back to the first Rahu and Ketu one where I gave a lot of my predictions and uh, some where I've talked about the sort of outcomes of those. It's been very interesting to see that play out. Mars moved into Gemini just last week, and that's brought a lot of volatility into things like stock markets and cryptocurrencies and things that are volatile and changing. That's Mars energy brings volatility. Gemini brings sort of an indecision, maybe wishy-washiness, playfulness, curious about lots of different perspectives. So that's not so good for if you're invested in stocks. If if you're trying to do day trading, it's going to be a lot of volatility, ups, ups and downs. Uh, And generally, our actions are going to feel a little bit less pointed and clear like when Mars was in Taurus. And, you know, I've been following cryptocurrencies a lot more closely because they've exploded this year. And it seems like that's the trajectory where in 10 years or so, the dollar will be phased out and replaced with some sort of digital currency. So it's very important to be paying attention to those things right now. And I've noticed a little pattern. So I've got just a few data points so far. I'm going to do more research, but I've noticed that on the exact day that Mars transits, that's when the cryptocurrency markets peak and then they drop after Mars transits. Then they peak again at the next Mars date of transit. So that's something for you to watch if you are involved in that at all. And that's been very interesting to recognize that pattern. But you can expect uh, a lot of volatility in general with decisions and things that are moving forward and deciding where to go. Right? It's, it's very interesting. That it was you know it's a bull market when things are all moving forward and up, and that's when Mars was in Taurus with Rahu in Taurus. Of course, bull energy extremely strong in that case, and Tar- and Kate and Rahu, excuse me, is still there in Taurus all year. So I think that things will continue to increase and improve. Uh, and then but right now, this week, within this month, uh, if you are involved in any of that, just know it's going to be a wild ride with Mars and Gemini for the next uh, little over a month and a half here. So anything that you have to take action and be decisive on, know that there is some indecision and some wishy-washiness. Gemini is an air element. 
So it's changing. It's like suddenly there's a gust of wind, suddenly there's nothing. And suddenly there's a steady stream of wind, and then suddenly there's nothing. So that can be the nature of our actions this week. And just being aware of that, we might have a lot of energy and then no energy. And then Sun, Venus, Mercury are all in Aries this week, and Mercury will transit at the end of the week. So all the Aries energy in general, action, ambition, drive, what do you want to create and move forward on? This full moon in Libra happening tonight is where I'm going to focus a little more now. This is a time of fullness, completion, review, reflection, and looking at what has been going well. What do you want to celebrate? I actually just went to a friend's birthday party yesterday, so a great example of the full moon in Libra kind of energy. And it's in Swati Nakshatra. Swati is ruled by Rahu. So that Rahu energy of wanting more. It's always this sort of insatiable energy that Rahu can have in this full moon in Libra. And noticing and reflecting on yourself in your relationships, Libra, are there any places where you felt sort of insatiable, where you felt like dissatisfied, no matter how good things are, how much you have, this Rahu energy of sort of always wanting more and this consumptive nature of relating, of trying to consume or get something from a relationship. Has that been playing out? Is there a place you can reflect on that and learn and have new perspectives? And it's in the second pada. So the, there's four padas for each nakshatra. So I'm being very specific this week. It's in the pada of Capricorn. If you're not familiar with these things, there's just layers upon layers of understanding and inside of the Vedic astrology mentoring that I'm doing right now with a small group of students we are about to talk to talk about the nakshatras soon, and there's just layers upon layers. You think of those Russian dolls where there's just another one inside of another one, and that's how uh, you can go really deep with Vedic astrology and things like the moon transits specifically. This is more interesting. So it's in Pada 2 of Capricorn, and that brings this sort of looking at our responsibilities and deciding what kind of responsibilities we want to uphold, which ones we have not been able to uphold, which ones we want to change. So Capricorn, of course, has been a very strong influence over the last year plus with Saturn and Capricorn and Pluto there. So noticing where you feel restricted, limited, held back, and maybe there's some different structures you want to put in place in your life, particularly in your relationships, your desires around relationships, and what you want to create for yourself. Maybe uh, one of my friends uh, writes down this exact list of what, what she wants in her partner and doesn't focus on getting that from her partner or making her partner be that person, but touching into that desire, it's Rahu is about desire, and touching into that in herself of what it feels like to have those desires met. And you could write this as a list, you could just visualize this, meditate on it, uh, and that's one way of expressing this energy, of having a clear intention of what you want in your relationship and holding that in yourself, of course, because you can't make that be someone else or control someone else. And of course, they might never ever live up to your expectations or your intentions, uh, but we don't want to hold them to that, of course. We want to just have these desires in ourselves for our own fulfillment of, it feels good to feel that desire. It feels good to visualize this kind of relationship, whether or not some external factor can provide that or not, you find it in yourself. And maybe even provide it for yourself. So this is also called the self-going star, Swati, the self-going star. So this energy of doing what we need for ourselves 
And then our relationships will reflect that. Libra, our relationships will reflect us giving to ourselves what we need. It's also symbolized as a shoot of a plant or sometimes a single blade of grass blowing in the wind. Uh, so this sort of independent nature of this plant growing out on its own, finding its own way and growing into something new. Right? That's an example of this kind of Swati energy. It's also depicted as a sword. Swati means sword. So cutting away what no longer serves us. So I'll share some examples of three people who were born with this exact placement. Raquel Welch, the actress, who's very famous in, I think, the 60s and 70s. And she has a, a fun quote. So this kind of encompasses this Capricorn energy of the Pada, second Pada. She says, there aren't any hard women, only soft men. I thought that was pretty funny. There aren't any hard women, only soft men. Right, that's Capricorn. That's sort of like challenging us. It's like as as a man, I hear that and I feel that as a challenge and a, a drawing forward of like, okay, like I don't see her as being too hard or too you know cold or callous. But how can I be firmer? How can I be stronger in my masculine polarity as a man who identifies as a masculine polarity, uh, and to have that sort of energy to meet her and not see her as too much, right? And that's a common issue that can happen in relationships. So I really like that one. Quincy Jones has a, another great quote about this sort of discipline and, and hardworking nature of this Capricorn energy that can come out of this full moon reflection. And he says, every day my daddy told me the same thing. Once a task is just begun, never leave it till it's done. Be the labor great or small, do it well or not at all. So as we reflect on this full moon, what have we put our labor into? What have we begun? And what have we left incomplete? What do we want to complete in our actions, particularly around relationships, because this is in Libra? And then Dwight D. Eisenhower, the former president of the U.S. Uh, by the way, Quincy Jones was, of course, the music producer. You probably have heard a lot of his songs. He produced a lot of Michael Jackson's biggest songs. Uh, but Dwight D. Eisenhower He's, uh, he says, we elect leaders not to rule, but to serve. And Saturn rules Capricorn. Saturn is all about service. And in particular right now in relationships. How are we serving our relationships? What can we give to others in relationships? Because the nature of the heart, our love and our relationships, Libra, is about giving. And when we give, we are given back to the fullness of love. The true expression of love is giving without any expectation in return and serving others. So how can we be of better service to ourselves and our own routines, our own self-care, and then in service to our relationships and to each other? That's until now. The next new moon is on May 11th. So really this week you know, is a good time to reflect on all these things, but we start to move into the new moon, and that's on May 11th in Aries, and we'll cover that in a future episode. Now the next big transit is a pretty big one. So on Wednesday, April 28th, we have Pluto turning retrograde in Capricorn until Monday, August 16th, when it goes direct in Capricorn. So Pluto goes retrograde every year, about four to six months. Not a huge deal, right? So it happens every year. And it's a time to reflect and review and revise any aspects of power and control in our lives. Pluto represents things like unconsciousness, unconscious power and control of our subconscious mind. 
It's often associated with the work of Sigmund Freud, who popularized a lot of this sort of psychotherapy work and self-reflection work and understanding our dynamics of our subconscious, our ego, our id, the part of us that sort of decides how we act and what we think, and the unconscious, the part of us that sort of unconsciously, without our real awareness, decides how we act and think and feel. So this is a time over this couple months until August 16th to look at the power structures in your life, the control in your life. Maybe you have a schedule, maybe you don't have a schedule, you have a boss, don't have a boss. These sort of dynamics of how things are going, what you want to adjust, what you want to change. And we'll probably see that playing out on a global level with power structures changing and evolving in some ways in the global spotlight because this is a sort of long-term, big-picture transit. The Pluto transits affect generations of people in bigger-picture things, more so than on a personal level, but we will see this playing out in our power structures, our control structures in our lives, and this is a time to review, reflect, revise, revisit, and create some space and maybe rest in the power. Maybe you've been trying to control everything in your life and just take a break, just give it a rest. For this couple months, uh, maybe take some time off from things that you feel like you're trying to control and take a little break and then come back to them renewed in August, August 16th. And finally, this Saturday, May 1st, Mercury moves into Taurus. This is a very practical energy. Mercury is about our communication. In Sanskrit, it's buddhi, our intellect, our intellect, our intelligence, how we think in the sign of Taurus, practical, also stubborn, right? This can also be the stubborn kind of energy that can come out of us, uh, but it's generally creative energy with good reasoning. So sort of a logical creativity that can come out of this, a cleverness that can come out of our conversations and our thinking. Often this can be a pretty positive, happy kind of energy. So finding places to be playful in your life, to find pleasure and joy and play in your life, a finding sense of humor and uh, listening to funny comedians you like or funny shows or uh, enjoying things that are more fun and a little bit more lighthearted, especially here in the Northern Hemisphere as we move into the spring and summertime. This can be a more fun, playful, energetic kind of energy. It can also be too playful where we become impractical and not taking care of our responsibilities. And of course, this full moon at the beginning of the week is giving us the space to reflect on that Pluto retrograde in Capricorn is giving us time to reflect on our structures, our power and our control in our lives. And this Mercury and Taurus is saying, well, let's just like lighten things up a little bit. Let's have some time to play, uh, but also, you know, balance it out so we don't get too uh, impractical or irresponsible and uh, to also kind of balance all of our aspects of ourselves. It can also lead to avoiding taking responsibility, being stubborn and not taking advice. So just noticing if those tendencies come out of you, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, blame it on the planets, you know, and it's, Mercury transits are pretty quick. So it's not going to be there very long, just until the 24th of May, when it moves into Gemini, its own sign, even more positive for Mercury, but then it will be retrograde at the end of the month on the 29th. So we've got Mercury retrograde coming up at the end of May, and I'll talk all about that in our next episode, the monthly horoscope, and in more detail on, on the Vedic Astrology membership site, where I'll go sign by sign and talk about how this will affect you personally based on your rising and moon signs. 
If you found today's episode helpful, please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. It makes a huge difference. And you can share this with a friend and subscribe wherever you listen. That also really helps the show. And if you're enjoying this, you can learn more at quietmindastrology.com where you can get your free birth chart. You can schedule a reading and you can join the Vedic Astrology membership and get the monthly horoscopes early with sign-by-sign analysis based on your rising and moon sign. So as always, thank you for listening and hope you have a great week and look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.